This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, hi there, Al Dukes here. Uh, Jerry Recco is on vacation this week, so for the post-game podcast, Mr. Eddie Scazzari joins me. Hello, podcast people. It is the podcast people. A couple quick things from the show, then we'll uh, get to uh, what you did on your vacation, Already? what we did on our vacations. Uh, one, th- uh, one of the things that came up during the show was uh, we were uh, discussing uh, Boomer eBay items. Yes, which is something many years ago we used to do a boomer eBay item of the week. That goes back to Astoria. Yeah, where I would go on eBay and I would just simply type in boomer size and see what came up. Mm-hmm. Because Boomer was one of these guys, uh, during his career, he was willing to try different promotional things. Yes. Candy bars. Uh, he just had unique I- different t-shirts. Schlunkus. A Schlunkus doll. Zubaz. Zubaz pants. Like, he was he was all in for doing different things, getting his name out there. Right, in cash. In cash. So, so I used to be able to find some fun boomer things. Yes. But now when you go on eBay and type in any athlete, it's just pages and pages of trading cards. Now, is there a way to search where you can eliminate cards i don't know i was i was going to look into that because you would think with the way search engines are now that you can eliminate that yeah like i wanted to find fun boomer items right like a boomer a size and mini chopper or something yes something like that right that would be interesting did you ever go through an ebay phase like when ebay was first a thing where you were like i'm collecting these items i'm gonna look on ebay no i i i didn't and i'm glad i didn't because the internet has sort of really devalued most collectibles yes um except for the you know like a, a picasso or something right like that that it's really just sort of fruitless and not doesn't have any unless there is a sentimental value to you right which i really haven't found something that i really care that much about so no i have not you're right when i was uh moving last year and I had uh, found all these things uh, that were in my parents' attic that then I moved to my home, and then I was moving. So I was like, let me clean out some of this mm-hmm. stuff. And I had all these Star Wars items from the late 70s that I thought, oh, these will be... Va-. And everyone even was telling me, oh, you got to eBay those. Problem is, like you said, first of all, once the like 80s, 1980s hit, they mass-manufactured everything. Mm-hmm. Then... Everyone started hanging on to stuff because everyone was like, oh, these are going to be collectibles. And then, like you said, the internet, if I want a Yoda figure, I could find 500 of them on the internet. At least. 
Yeah, it was like, then it became, the only things that really become collectibles like that are uh, toys that were discontinued quickly for safety reasons. Yes. So like, I believe there was like a Luke Skywalker where the lightsaber that was in his hand was a choking hazard. Mm-hmm. So they had to re- remove that. Right. So if you had one of those still in the package. Right, like the old uh, Beatles uh, Butcher cover, if you're familiar with that. I am not familiar with that. They put out, I think it was the because uh, uh, back in the early days of the Beatles, uh, Parlophone used to put out an album in England, in the UK, and then Capitol would sort of chop those up and make like twice as many albums. And there was a Beatles 65, I believe that was the name of the album, where just for some weird goof, they were all dressed in like a white coat that a butcher would wear with dismembered baby dolls and meat. Oh, all right. And so it was really strange and disturbing uh, to the point where they only sold uh, like a couple of hundred before they pulled it because there was an outcry about it. So the Beatles butcher cover is very rare and valuable, especially in primo condition. But something it would have to be something like yeah. that, like a choking hazard, like you said. Right, you'd have to have hung on to your choking hazard or Beatles butchering up baby dolls. Yes, correct. Album covers in order for it to uh, be anything. Uh, Gio also mentioned during the program that over the vacation he quote disconnected. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on dis? Now, when he said disconnected, he meant he took a uh, social media um, apps off of his telephone. Right. He tried not to go on the internet and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seemed to be not know what was going on with the the soccer youths who were trapped in a uh, a cave. Which is amazing that he was totally clueless about that until yeah. today. I would think that even if you took social media apps off your phone, you might walk by a television or have a TV on at some point. Or talk to any other human. Or talk to human beings. Right. Uh, do you disconnect when you go on break, uh, Eddie? Well, this was the first uh, vacation uh, where I, after I has, I've stopped doing the scheduling, not that anybody cares, but I, I used to make all the work schedules for the station. Right. So even on vacation, I was not on vacation. If somebody got sick or called out or whatever. Oh, you were always on call. I was, if I was in this country with internet service. I would have to sort of handle that. All right. I would try to set it up to where people sort of could act independently, but there were times when I have to would have to get involved. So I would have to check email at least two or three times a day uh, just to make sure everything was cool. So, so you were not disconnecting? Uh, no, never before since 2003. Would you say then this vacation you did disconnect? I disconnected from that and like didn't need to check my email. Now in the morning, just killing time and breakfast, uh, I would just check the email so I wouldn't have a hundred things or more to delete when I finally checked on. And I would be researching things about my trip and things to do. Um, and looking at maps, of course, I love maps. You do so, love a map. So I, but I'm not on social media uh, at all. So there's no reason for to disconnect uh, from that. And I don't really care about you know uh, Twitter or the you know cat videos and all that stuff. So, but I didn't really disconnect. There was no real change for me in my social or in my internet viewing 
or using habits. And on the show today, we didn't really catch up on what people did on their family vacations. Not we, at all. We were all, all of us that were here today, we were all off last week. Right. So what did you do, Eddie? Well, I went up to Vermont, to the Waitsfield uh, area, and uh, stayed at a bed and breakfast, and had the wife and the dogs with me, and we traveled around Vermont, and it was very hot, so... My longer, more strenuous hikes that I was hoping to get in, it was too not only for the dogs, but too hot for people to really be out and doing that. So I had to sort of change plans and make sure there was a water feature uh, everywhere we went so the dogs could go swimming and cool off and, and splash around and have a good time. So Now, you stayed at a bed and breakfast. Does that mean you had breakfast with strangers? Uh, yes, actually. There was uh, other in-guests uh, every morning, um, but it was uh, pleasant and fine. It's, you know. What do they serve for a bed and breakfast breakfast? Is it like the continental kind where it's just bagels and no. fruit? No, unless you're staying at a lame bed and breakfast. Yeah. I stay at a wonderful place called the Millbrook Inn. So they're doing cooking. They're yes, actually the, cooking items. You know, they uh, come out. Uh, the innkeeper, Joan, uh, every morning comes out and say, okay, you can have the French toast or you can have pancakes with and then insert a different fruit every day. Mm. Uh, sausage, bacon, eggs. She also had cereal and yogurts for people who didn't want to go with the heavy breakfast. Uh, and that's uh, basically how it is. And good coffee, Eddie? Oh, excellent coffee. Green Mountain coffee. You love coffee. Love the coffee. Have to have the coffee. Gotta have the coffee. All and, right. In fact, not that anybody cares again, but the uh, she doesn't start serving the breakfast until 7.30. I, of course, like you, even on vacation, I get up early. So I'd have to, I would be up by before 6 o'clock, and I would drive to the Valero down at the junction of 117 and get a coffee. From a gas station? From a gas station because she (laughs) wouldn't be having coffee for another hour and a half, and I would have a headache in the shakes. Yes, 100%. Uh, There was no real coffee places before the gas station? Uh, That was open? No, not at that time. It's Vermont, so it's not like here. And real Vermont maple syrup did you have? Oh, absolutely. But even the gas station had the Green Mountain coffee. Excellent. Nice. It was like a bed and breakfast down there. It was. At the gas station. Mm-hmm. All right, what else do I have on my thing here? So you went to Vermont. Yes. I have no idea where Boomer went. Okay. Uh, Geo, I think, stayed uh, on Long Island and went on his boat. Yes, he did. I stayed uh, in New Jersey, uh, down by the Jersey Shore. Yes, in Spring Lake, yes. In Spring Lake, and I'll have the some of the listeners know I spent... Uh, an afternoon with Craig Carton. Very interesting. You were telling me about that. Yes. He came down to uh, Spring Lake for an afternoon. He was on his way to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and he stopped by. We uh, barbecued in the backyard. We took bikes around, uh, uh, drove rode up to uh, Spring Lake Beach, and then uh, to Belmar. Mm-hmm. Rode around. We had a lovely time. It seems so sort of normal and not the usual craziness that is involved with Craig. No, you're right. It was very calm, very normal. I grilled burgers, although I did, um, I forgot that when you grill, you know, the grease and, and stuff sometimes mm-hmm. will will catch underneath. There's a tray. Yes. And I, and I kept putting off cleaning off the tray. Uh-huh. And uh, it, they, it caught fire. Yes, grease fires. Yes. Grease fire. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, you know how long it took me to clean the 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 grill? 
three minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I putting that off? Right. And now you have, like, charred food. Well, it was that came at the very end of the burgers, which I was uh, uh, serving, uh, Craig. We had burgers. Gina made mussels. Really? Yeah. And uh, Craig brought a pie. And uh, Gina made that mozzarella and tomatoes. Excellent. Fresh Jersey tomatoes and fresh, fresh mozzarella. Yes. Absolutely. One of them was fresh. Definitely. So we did that. And then I also uh, came close to buying a new used car. Oh, really? Yeah, I've decided I listened to this Dave Ramsey, this uh, financial uh, uh, radio talk show host. Mm-hmm. He's a- against purchasing new cars. Okay. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look. Then what I did is I, and I went and I found the one that I liked. And uh, we, we battled on price. We agreed on price. But I said, let me sleep on it and I'll let you know in the morning. Let me sleep on it, as Meatloaf said. Well, let me sleep on it. Then I went home, Googled reviews from people who have the car, and of course... Uh, yes, because the internet is for complaining pants. Yes, and I... And it scared you off. It scared me off. And what was the uh, car you were planning on buying, or possibly buying? Well, I, was, uh, um, uh, I enjoy the look of the Jeep Renegade. Okay. All right, so uh, when I Googled... Googled it. This, these were all 2015s because they're coming off their three-year leases. Right. And that's at the mileage I was interested in. You know, thirty to 40,000 miles, mm-hmm. three years, because you get a nice deal. And they were giving me a nice deal. Problem is that that was the first year the vehicle was made, and there were people that were complaining about it. And I was like, I couldn't get those complaints out of my head, but I guarantee if I put any car in there, I'm going to find complaints. Of course you would. So why, why did I let it ruin a purchase? Well, I mean, it's not too late. It's not too late. You can still go purchase that vehicle. And I did do this move where they were they were going to give me for my car only $3,000. Mm-hmm. And my trick I was going to be, I go, oh, I'll sell that on my own then. But I'm I need to make that sale before I can make a purchase. Right. Ah. Then they came back 5000 Did you Did you pick up that trick from this man who said, don't buy a new car? No, I did not pick up that. That was a trick I thought of on my own, although I'm really? sure many people have thought of it. I thought... That's a great trick. I told Gina that trick before I went in. I said, I'm going to I'm gonna see what they'll give me for my car. I know what the Kelly Blue Book says I should get. Which is? I think it was like between five and 6000 Oh, really? Okay, good. Maybe 7000 tops. So they gave so you, they lot lowballed you. They lowballed me, and the guy goes to me, what were you looking to get for this? I said, well, five. Otherwise, I'll sell it on my own. He goes, would you pay $5,000 for that car? I, I wouldn't pay anything for a car. I own a car. 136,000 miles on it. No, I would not. But he did come back with the, the other thing. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. I just I can't read reviews anymore. No, no. It's a bad thing. Yeah, are you swayed by online reviews? No, you're not. Well, I mean, I'll I'll look I'll look at things, and I just kind of can see the the tone of the person who was yeah. making the, and if they just look like there's a whiny biatch, yeah. who every little thing, I waited an extra five <laughs> minutes. To, shut up, <laughs> shut up. Nobody cares, right? Yeah, I did try to balance that to go, okay, is this just a whiny biatch, as you would say? Mm-hmm. Or would this person have legitimate things? Well, I'm going to think, I always go into it saying that, you know, 
80% probably of the people who review things uh, on the internet, maybe not 80, but a, a greater percentage are going to just, are people who just love to bitch about everything. Right. So if I see that there are, you know, say 50% or 60% favorable, I figure that that in actuality, if you polled everybody, yeah. that would be closer to an 80% approval rate. And this is what that was. Yeah, that's right. Because people just love Because I was scrolling through, you know, you go through the reviews with the stars, right? Yeah. So I was scrolling through five and four star reviews, mm-hmm. flying through them. Who knows how many I blew past right. and to you get just to look one for stars the one star. or two stars. Yeah. You say no good. You know, I don't Stupid. look like on Yelp, you know, if there's a guy who's yes. complaining about a place using a mayonnaise <laughs> knife to cut something. Well, oh, come on. <laughs> that seems like a valid Perhaps. excuse to me. So maybe I'll eventually pull the trigger on that. Let me give you a couple of quick uh, real stories, Eddie, since this is a, a real stories podcast. Yes. Actual stories. Uh, let's see. Animal rescuers in England are reporting finding a bunch of drunken seagulls, and they're getting phone calls from concerned people that see these drunken seagulls. Mm. They're um, consuming brewery waste and getting drunk. Interesting. The the birds are getting into waste from a brewery or alcohol producer. Last few weeks, uh, they're just eating up that waste. You know how these... um, Seagulls will eat anything. Yes, pretty much. They're like the um, the rats of the bird world. Correct. Seagulls and pigeons. Yes. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, a drunken. I don't really see that down the Jersey Shore. Any drunken uh, pig, uh, uh, seagulls? Well, are there whiskey distilleries and breweries down there? There's a brewery. There's a couple of breweries, but what they they're very aggressive towards a French fry. Yes. They yes. love a French fry. Will almost come down and steal it right from you. Oh, I've seen them dive bomb children. Oh yeah, easy marks. Easy marks. They see the child like me. They'd see like here's a man. Right. I'm a man. I'm forty. Well, yeah. You're saying I might be mistaken, mis- mistook for a child. Yeah, I, I would not risk walking around with an open <laughs> dinner of French fries <laughs> on the boardwalk if I were you. This is what I don't understand though. Animal in the animal world, mm-hmm. right? You're like a nature animal guy. Sure, okay. Nowhere in uh, in the natural world would a, uh, what are we calling these things? Seagull. Yeah. Ever come across in nature a French fry? Because they don't exist in nature. So why would it want to eat a French fry? Well, you have to look at where most seagulls uh, live. Shore towns. Right, which, and where do most people on the planet live? Shore towns. Or next to water. Next to water. rivers, lakes, or the shore. Predominantly, if you look at the population distribution, it's always centered or just a lot of people near water. Is that right? Yes. So these uh, birds, which are obviously adapted to urban environments, they you see them uh, over landfills all the time. Yes. And beach areas. They love garbage. Yes. And, and same thing with all the feral cats who are hanging around. They're not, yes. you don't see feral cats when you go hiking in the, in the woods. No. Where do you see them? Around where people are. No so seagulls in the woods either. These, well, they're shore creatures, but anyway, so they, uh, they've adapted to their environment. So in their natural habitat now, 
that's one of the food items. French fries. French fries and other discarded uh, stuff from uh, humans. Ice cream cones. Yeah, absolutely. These are food items children would drop. Yes, right, or drunk adults. Or drunk adults. Right. Chocolate-covered bananas. So, in a way, they're just acting naturally, and they've adapted. They're adapting to their environment. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of fried foods at the shore area. Yes. Or around water, as you said. Yes. Corn dogs. Love a corn dog. Oh, people love a corn dog. They love a fried Oreo, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then here's a, uh, I thought New York City would be the the place with the highest rent in the world. It, it is close, not. Isn't it? It's third. Okay. Uh, number one is San Francisco. I believe it. Average rent is $3,500 a month. On average, uh, Bermuda comes in second at thirty four hundred. Manhattan is third at three thousand fifty dollars. So they actually broke it down to just the island of Manhattan. Uh, yes. And, okay, I was going to ask you if they, ex- you know, lumped all the boroughs together. No, this is just Manhattan, three thousand fifty dollars a month. A month. I have heard that about San Francisco. Yes. San Francisco is one of the few places when you watch those HGTV shows where they're like buying houses, where normally you would watch and it'd be like, we're looking for a four-bedroom home with a garage and an acre of land, and we have two, $200,000 to spend. San Francisco is one of those places where you need a million dollars to buy a tiny, small home. Mm-hmm. And by the way, just just for S's and giggles, when we were driving around some of the country roads in yeah. Vermont, saw a beautiful home for sale. Yes. Huge. Huge. Huge house. Five full bathrooms. Five bathrooms. Five bathrooms All on right. a huge, beautiful house and a big piece of property in the little on this little mountain and blah blah blah. And it was affordable. In my opinion, I mean, not that like I would necessarily afford it, it would really stretch me and I have to sell my home, blah, blah, blah. 900000 Really? For five bedrooms and a huge house on a big piece of property. And then this other one we saw in Stowe, which is a quaint little ski town, uh, beautiful home, only one bathroom, All which right. is a problem, would need to Old. be fixed. But, and I was looking at the pictures of this house. I was like, oh, my God, this thing is beautiful inside, like a ski chalet, blah, blah, blah. Decent piece of property, although not huge, not like the other one. $350,000. And I was like, we could do that if we wanted yeah. to sell our home and, and yes. move there. Well, that's what I think happens. That's when uh, that's the retirement situation, right? So ideally, you sell the home you've lived in most of your life mm-hmm. for a profit. Yes. Then you take the 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 that money... And go right straight up cash, pay for a place in Vermont. And still have some left over. Still have money and no payment, you know, other than your taxes. Cottage, boom, done. Done. That's living, Eddie. Yeah. That is living. If you want to live in a place like Vermont, which I could see myself living. You could definitely live in Vermont. Yes. I'd be afraid of the bears. I understand. Eddie, I have a brand new um, sponsor on the post-game podcast. That is wonderful news. It is wonderful news, and it's actually, I'm looking at, at the uh, the sponsor, and it's a very responsible thing to do. This is for veterans and their families. Mm-hmm. By now, most of us, I think, Eddie, have veterans in our lives. My dad's a veteran. And mine as well. 
Uh, my buddy Steve went into the Army uh, three days after we graduated high school. Veteran. There you go. We have multiple veterans in our lives. And my uh, my brother-in-law, veteran. What? The, uh, Korean War. Korean War. Mm-hmm. My dad was in Vietnam War. How about your dad? My dad was in between the Korean War and the Vietnam War, but he did uh, serve right. uh, in the late 50s. So here we go. This is confidential support for veterans and their families, and it's uh, very easy to use. You can simply dial 1-800-273-8255 and press the number 1, or you can use the online chat function which I do sometimes on websites, very easy to use, go to Mm veteranscrisisline.net. Or you could text them also, 838-255. It's confidential support for veterans and their families. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's available to all veterans, by the way, Eddie, even those not enrolled in VA health care. The uh, purpose of the Veterans Crisis Line is if you or someone you know is concerned about a veteran, just go to veteranscrisisline.net to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis, warning signs, uh, signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one in crisis. Dial 1-800-273-8255 and you press the number 1 or veteranscrisisline.net. Or texting 838-255. That's a great thing. And a lot of, for some of the older veterans, uh, I don't know how many of the World War II veterans are still around, uh, and but certainly for the Korean War and Vietnam War, um, there there was no, no PTSD diagnosis, right. diagnosis. People just came back different. Like my old uncle who was in World War II, he's passed now. My dad says... Different guy once he came back from right. World War Two, but you know there was no PTSD, right? And tough to adjust uh, back to uh, the life of a civilian. Correct. After that, mm-hmm. all right, Eddie. The warm-up show is next. I did that with Mr. Chris Lapresti. I heard it was boring. Is that true? Not true. All righty. I thought it was terrific. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that he's uh, a boomer. Was saying that he doesn't. Um, engage enough but i think over the time now that we've done a lot together he and i it's getting much better absolutely boomer was just looking to bust chops and and uh, he succeeded because he was a little sensitive right he'll be thinking about that today Mm -hmm. all right that is uh next this is the time though when uh, we both say see ya but we we say it in such a weird way people don't know what it is oh i see like what are you guys doing oh you get asked that yeah i do get asked that like what is that i'm gonna but you're, you're really saying is see ya. We are saying see you, goodbye, right. farewell. Like it's over, this part is over, yes. the CeeLo part is next. But mm-hmm. we go at like, so, so, so. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. Oh, hi there, Al Dukes here. Uh, Jerry... Is uh, he now? CeeLo joins me. Oh, hi, CeeLo. Hi, Al. Good morning. We're back from vacation. Yes. Me, you, uh, Geo, Boomer, Eddie Scazzeri. Jerry Recco went on vacation. He's lazy. <laughs> he doesn't like I don't think he likes us. He took one for the team last week. He hosted last week yes. with Kim Jones and the great John Minko. 
with in John Minko on updates, yeah. and uh, now he's on. Um, he's kind of taken after Evan Roberts. He's going on a baseball tour. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, very he, nice. He went to Arizona, you know, to get out of the heat here. Mm. Oh yeah, it's a dry heat out there. Though. By the way, I looked the other day when Jerry landed, and, and Jerry wrote, "Oh, I've landed," or uh, we were t- uh, texting, and I go, "Let me check my weather app." It was a 108. I was going to guess 106. You'd have got to be some sort of special <laughs> loser. <laughs> wow, that's hot. Uh, and then he's going to go to uh, travel to San Diego, and mm-hmm. he'll uh, enjoy some baseball there as well. Very nice. So there's two spots. Two Those stops, two spots. Arizona and San Diego with the boys. I <laughs> suck. With the boys. Is his the, wife involved? The wife, yes. Okay, Unlike like Evan Roberts used to go with a dog. Right. Right. Wow. He would he would uh, tour. He'd Back get, in the day. He'd get in his a vehicle with a, a small dog. Yes, always and, driving, not a flyer. Not a flyer and go to baseball parks. Mm. So uh, I am tan to see low. I don't know if you can see this. I've been on the beach. Should we compare? I was on the beach as well. Yeah, I always, generally when I see a tan guy, I think lazy. Like, unless you work outdoors. Okay. You're a landscaper. You're do, uh, doing uh, street construction work. You're out in the sun. You know what I notice about those gentlemen, though? They normally wear long sleeves, even really? if it's really hot. Protecting? Protecting the skin, yeah. Protecting the skin, CeeLo, yeah. very yeah. important. Oh, yeah. But generally, when I see a tan guy, I think lazy, because who has time to sit in the sun all day? Someone on vacation. I did. Such as yourself. I was in the sun all day. CeeLo, we re- return on this Monday with uh, two local double headers. How about that? I don't like that. Four games that we got to deal with today. Yeah, because... And I've pitched this to Jerry, and he refuses to check baseball statistics. 100% split every time. So today, 100%. Okay. the Yankees will win one, the Yankees will lose one, the Mets will win one, the Mets will lose one. Today's a wash for both teams. Now, you only bet when it's like a lock, so it's you a should lock. be throwing down some money on that. Today. I may go down to Monmouth Park. That In boy. fact, I don't even think they would take the bet. I think they would take the The guy bet. at the window would be like, no, it always is a split. <laughs> It's always a split. We're not taking your bet. I think you get some action on that. Two Zachs also pitching today. I do love when this happens occasionally. Zach Eflin for the Phillies. Yes. Zach Wheeler for the Mets. That excites you. Two it Zachs. does. Do Two they Zachs. have to be just Zachs or any of the same name? Any of the same kind of unique names. Okay. Like uh, Zach is now a unique name? It's not now because... Parents got cutesy. Because it's 2018 and yeah. not 1986 <laughs> That's or right. George like versus that. Charlie is no longer <laughs> a pitching matchup. Yeah, but two Zachs, uh, I would usually want to run for the hills. Super Z! Oh, oh, another one. Now, I don't know if you have your sheet. Do they spell them the same way? Or Differently. So, there you go. See? Not Z- exactly the same. Zach Eflin, C-H at the end. Zach Wheeler, C-K. C-K, right. I don't, I might, that might be another bet I placed in Monmouth Park today. Will a Zach win today? That one I don't think they would take. Will a Zach win? Because both of them have it. They're both starters. Both have a chance yeah, of not a going. Little, it's a little obscure. That's what we would call, I think, a prop bet. Prop bet. But I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't All know. Right. Maybe it's just a deal where you just show up and you're like, hey, I gotta, I'm going to pitch this one to you. Will you take my action? I don't know. Yeah, you don't, I don't know I, that's on the card or the list of bets they have. That I, don't think, I don't think they take uh, ideas for I, bets. I was kind of tongue-in-cheek, yeah. Now, one person I would not vacation with, CeeLo, and I saw a video on TMZ Sports of Tom Brady vacationing in Montana. You would t- Tom Brady calls you <laughs> yeah. up. Hey, Al, you want to come with me on my private jet? We're going wherever. N- not interested. Not, not available. Sorry. Pass. <laughs> so the Brady family, the whole family, I'm telling you, uh, children, parents, Giselle, everyone, they go to Montana. Mm. 
and they rent some home that has a giant gymnasium and they were playing dodgeball and there was video of this Brady as you might imagine the competitive Tom Brady mm-hmm. whipping whipping not whipping it out throwing whipping dodgeballs at children <laughs> and his mom not Giselle though that face you can't I she's not, probably not playing right I did see Tom Brady's dad tussling with Giselle like oh she's over on our side he was grabbing okay. her yeah I was like big okay. family affair hey let's rent a, a big house in Montana and stay inside yeah. and play dodgeball that makes a lot of dodgeball sense. well I they guess get, there's not much to do in Montana they get dust storms and all that stuff out yeah, there for sure but uh but they don't use the old dodgeballs like I don't know when you were in school they may have softened up but when Eddie and I were in school we played dodgeball they threw around that Red kickball. Yeah, yeah. I it was, was uh, say. it was basically bully practice. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it was like a medicine ball that the weightlifters throw around. So guys like me and Al could get beaned. <laughs> get your butts kicked. And it yeah. would ping when you got hit. When oh ping. god. Did you have that or you had the soft no, dodgeball? No, the red kickball. Oh, you did. Yeah, they well, don't do sure. that these days. Yeah, the foam. The soft. Yeah, it's foam. foam. Yeah, and that's really what Brady was throwing around. So while it looked like he was whizzing balls around, whizzing, whipping. When it hit nice. you, it didn't really hurt. Well, then it's okay to peg kids. At that point, it is. <laughs> then uh, another story that I was slightly confused about, which also involves Montana, so I'll do it here, CeeLo. Joe, I hope. Uh, no, somewhat. So I saw Steve Mariucci was spreading the ashes of Dwight Clark. I saw that. Right. Near the goalpost from where he made the catch. So I read that headline. I was like, interesting. I was like, I didn't, don't think Candlestick Park is still standing. Correct. The goalpost from Candlestick Park is in Montana. Why? That I don't know. Did, did Dwight Clark live there or something? Did he like say, hey, listen, if you're knocking down Possibly. Candlestick, can you airlift the goalpost to my Montana ranch or whatever? I think about? so. Well, So they spread the ashes near there. Mm-hmm. But I was I was like Montana was a Joe Montana, no, state of Montana. The goalpost is not in Candlestick. Like I was so confused. It's an important clarification. But I think I got it now. We're I think you're right. The state of Montana. I think the state of Montana Dwight Clark has a property mm. and they have a goalpost there from Candlestick, like you said, Very knocking nice. it down and they buried the ashes there. How the heck do you get that there? You got to put that on like a big wide flatbed or something. You can't fly that obviously. The goalpost? Yeah, or maybe it comes apart and then they reassembled it. These I'm going to go with that. You and I are well, concerned. You about. remember Brad Benson took the goalpost from the old giant stadium. Yes. Right. It was a famous ad campaign. Yeah. A little bit of a shorter commute, though, to transport that bit. one. Just he, a tad. He put that up at his car dealership. Yes, and he said, come see my new direction. Right. He erected the, the um, Correct. Right. That's goalpost. Right. All right. And then a, one more football note, CeeLo. Uh, a man was biking in Indianapolis, just biking around town, found a wallet. He checked the ID. Andrew Luck lost his wallet. What's with these pro guys losing their wallets all the time? Can I'm we always be a little more responsible. I don't think I've ever lost a wallet. Yeah, I'm it's not that hard. Forty-eight. I'm a man. <laughs> You're gonna lose your wallet this week, guaranteed. <laughs> I lose, Can I get some action I'd, on that at Monmouth Park? I'd be we get furious some odds on that if I lose my wallet this week. <laughs> so he he biked it over to the Colts training facility, and then in the mail he received a letter. Thank you. 
and an autographed football from Andrew Luck. That's very nice. He said, thank you for, he, I'm paraphrasing here, something like, thank you for restoring my hope in humanity, uh, something like one of these things. He should get some tickets and some on-field passes this season, assuming Luck actually plays. You know, well, that remains to be seen. Right. I did see a tweet the other day, which I almost responded to a Mike Francesa tweet because he tweeted about uh, uh, there was a story that came out this week about Hunter S. Thompson, yes, the author. I saw the Mike tweet, yeah, yeah, saying that uh, he wanted uh, Ursay to take Ryan Leaf. Yes, saying that Manning is like brittle and would never make it. Yeah, yeah. And and Mike had tweeted, "Big deal." People were battling RG three over Andrew Luck. To me. They're the same guy, aren't they? <laughs> like, Andrew Luck isn't some great NFL quarterback. Um, I haven't seen the guy. Yeah. I think that was a product, though. It's funny when you talk about the, the Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck thing. Or Andrew Luck, geez. Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf thing. Andrew Luck is a product of playing behind a bad offensive line. That's why he got hurt. Right. Well, that's what the Hunter S. Thompson was right. worried about. Al Dukes. That's right. It would have been a fruitless endeavor to reply to a Mike tweet because yes, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't look doesn't at answer. them. Exactly. He may look at them. I don't know. Plus, I, everyone would have wrote to me, you're a sore loser or something to me. Yeah, you I, can't I didn't, be bothered with I that. Didn't wanna, I was Especially on vac- when you're on the beach. I was on vacation, yeah. Sila. Al Dukes will be there. Hello. I'm C- impressed you were checking in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I checked in. On the beach. Nice. Uh, Sila, when we come back, I have a birthday shout-out. Okay. I know Boomer does birthday shout-outs. I have a birthday shout I'm looking shout-out. forward to that. Back it's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. All right, Boomer and Geo coming up at the top. This portion sponsored by Hotels.com. Yankees topped the Blue Jays in 10, 2-1. to one. They took 2 of 3 from Toronto. Brett Gardner, go-ahead RBI single in the 10th. The Mets shut out by the Rays, 9-0. Nate Evaldi was perfect into the 7th for Tampa Bay. Yanks and Mets both play doubleheaders today. The Yanks in Baltimore, Mets home for the Phillies. Jacob deGrom, Luis Severino, Aaron Judge, Aroldis Chapman, and Glaber Torres all selected for the All-Star game. With Hotels.com, get rewarded from seaside cabins to resorts. For every 10 nights you stay, you get one free. Hotels.com, you do you and get rewarded. Free nights don't include taxes and fees, Al. And CeeLo, no Yankees doing the uh, home run derby. Yes, that's right. They all pass. They're out. You know what they don't want? WFAN 24 hours a day talking about how they ruined their swing That's and right. ruined their season by the they all want out. Judges like, oh, I'm not. We got a special thing Judge going here. Spring training. I'll no piss. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Stanton was like, I did that. I'll piss. Not only did you do that, you lost to Gary Sanchez the last <laughs> time you did it. So he's out. Uh, CeeLo, I want to give a birthday shout-out. Sometimes the sports minutes can be, you know, yes, eh, a waste of time. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. You know, birthday no shout-outs. No offense to the guys that are giving them, but <laughs> yeah. sometimes they are. No offense, of course. No offense. Of course. A birthday shout-out. O.J. Simpson turns 71 today. How about that? Do you think they'll do that on Entertainment Tonight? Do-do-do-do-do. And happy birthday, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> that would be amazing. If they He's uh, 71. Happy birthday to the juice. You think he, I mean, 